0: Welcome to the Kinja's Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. blood.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Kinja's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we have 5A label recording artist Justin Park is in here. Justin recently dropped an album in 2018, his first album, Places Like Home, and he recently finished a tour with Amber Lou. And he's just bubbling up right now. Justin's career is kind of taking off. He had a really big year last year, he's gotten a lot of cool placements. Um, and he's working on a lot of cool projects right now. Um, I think what I love about this interview is uh, Justin kind of talks about his, uh, his upbringing and where he grew up and how that's kind of shaped his direction as an artist, the type of voice and presence that he wants to have in the music industry. It's, it's really cool. He's, uh, he's kind of on the rise right now and just seeing his mentality from how he values training discipline, uh, mentorship, mindset, all of that, it's there. And he has a very promising career in front of him. I've been working with him for the past couple years uh, on his movement coaching and um, just seeing how he grinds. It's really inspiring. And so uh, he has a lot of cool, just uh, little tidbits for people who are kind of in that space of potentially wanting to pursue a career in music. He just has a lot of uh, insight in terms of how he's kind of shaped his own identity and how he's kind of set his goals, even as an artist of what he wants to do in the future and stuff. So, um, yeah, we have a cool, fun lightning round at the end, too. Yeah, it's another just good talk. I'm excited for Justin's career. And uh, I think this one's another just really good episode on uh, a look into an artist's mind. So let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinja's podcast, Moving in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. We got Mike Fowle back there what's up? behind all the tech stuff <clears throat> folks today we have 5a recording artist Justin Park is hey, in here
0: lots of beer that's Justin what's up man what's going on dude? What's up, master Chung thank you for coming through
1: so today we are at <clears throat> elements dance space <clears throat> cool thing about a podcast is that it's mobile we can take it anywhere anywhere so, yeah. thanks shout out to shout out elements for letting us be here today um, but Justin, what's up, man? You've oh, had man. a you've had a good uh, year. Yes, sir. 2018 <clears throat> was a, a nice year for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about it, man. Like okay. for, for people who don't know Justin Park's story, mm. um, let them know. What, what do you What do you do, man? Yeah. What do you do? Where did you grow up?
0: Okay. Well, uh, I'm a more well, First and foremost, my name is Justin Park. I'm in L.A. Uh, for life R&B singer, born and raised in L.A., probably down the street from the hospital where you were born and yeah that's the swam man wow, just living life where you're born guys oh oh <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're from la there's only really one hospital that everybody's born in in around K ktana that's where i'm from too so what, what hospital is that <clears throat> i don't know what it's called but i know that it's on the <laughs> cusp of downtown that. you All know right. if you take first street second street from downtown to K Town, there's a big hospital with the bridge on top with the glass and you're talking about kaiser building it's not kaiser that's in Hollywood. Uh-uh. Anyway, downtown right. to K Town. Yeah, it's in that area. Okay, gotcha. But anyways, all right. Yeah, who cares about where I'm from? You know, oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, so you grew up like out
1: in L. A. <laughs> yes, sir. So, like right around K Town, and yeah, um,
0: born there. And then I moved to uh, South Pasadena with like all eight of my family members, and we, okay. and we bunched up in this townhouse. And from then on until high school, uh, until I graduated high school, I lived in South Pasadena. Now I'm now I'm in Chinatown so Chinatown Lincoln Heights. We'll, okay oh yeah. you're
1: near me <clears throat> oh yeah I, I knew that um cool man but you do music yes sir you do music That's uh, what I'm all about talk about it man how did you how did how did you find music or how did music find you
0: um I think music was all, always a part of my life uh my dad played the piano inside of the house all the time he had his own room and his own piano setup and he had this dream of wanting to become a a, a piano composer and you know he always played the piano at home. And I think having that a part of my upbringing is uh, really solid in my musical foundation. You know, I could hear like um, like runs and, uh, you know, just melodies in my head as yeah. I drive, as I just do things. I think it's similar to how dancers are continuously popping, you know, when they're driving and, mm-hmm. you know, stops. And in the same way, I think in my head, I, I practice those runs and melodies that I do, you know, especially when I practice or warm up. And so music has always been a part of me. And you know, growing up, I think I've, got, I've gotten into... Better music, deeper music, like Michael Jackson. I'd say when I was in middle school, I didn't quite understand that music, so I mm-hmm. couldn't enjoy it. But uh, as soon as I hit high school and I started listening to, you know, more groove-based, rhythm-based music like Tupac and Biggie, when I got yeah. into real hip hop, and this is just from my standpoint, real hip hop, um, and I started to really uh, realize what artistry was about and what music should be about. But this is just the beginning, you know. In high school, yeah. I think that's where it all started. Uh, you know, I I was really opened in both my heart and my eyes to what you know art can be and what art was at that time and so listening to the artists who were available i think it really it, it. Propelled me to want to be one of those people, mm-hmm. because you know if I think back to my childhood, I'd, I was I was always in my room, reciting lyrics, writing down lyrics, because this is before when computers were popular, you know, mm-hmm. before Genius was you know uh, available on Google, mm-hmm. you know, at the mm-hmm. at the tips of your fingers, yeah. you know, I'd I'd write down Eminem lyrics, Jay Z lyrics, or like you know those CDs where they have like hip hop mixes that yeah. they put together, yeah. and you could buy it at the CD store. I'd yeah. buy those like, you know, I remember my first CD was one of those, and an Eminem, um what's it called late uh, curtain closing curtains closing oh yeah yeah Uh, that album yeah curtains current called that album i remember writing down all the lyrics and wanting to be a rapper at first actually before getting into r&b music yeah yeah i hope that answers your question sorry no it's it's
1: good so at a young age did you you already knew
0: you wanted to be a musician
1: a recording artist Mm. I think yeah. there was
0: that that want inside of me. There's there's that always, you know, there's that dream of wanting to become a firefighter or an astronaut. Right. It was one of those kinds of dreams, you know, and I, it's not one of those dreams that I talked to with friends or family at a young age. just like middle school. Yeah. I wouldn't talk to anybody, but I'd, I'd always wanted to be that kind of person. I just never thought that I'd be able to do it. Yeah. In high school and, you know, when I should have been in college because I didn't go to college, like during that time, 21, 22, which is like right now. You know, that's when I really started to realize, man, if I practice this and I put in the hours, I can do this. Yeah. And so now I'm in a stage where I know and I am doing, Right. you know, what I set my what I set out to do and it's it's amazing, it's crazy. It's so surreal. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so you didn't go to, you finished high school, didn't yes. go to college Mm-mm. and did you have any pushback from your parents about that? Absolutely.
0: Uh so uh I grew up with my mom for most of my life. Um I think I haven't seen my dad since I was in 6th grade, so around like 13 years old. So shout out to my mom and um after high school, I had originally planned to go to college. I was supposed to go to Csun and I remember the first day of school I actually didn't go. I was I was driving to school in my little Corolla and I just decided, man, I was already, I was already doing music at the time to yeah. set up the uh to set up the scene and i was driving to school and i was just thinking there's just this cocktail of emotions inside me like man am i i almost felt like i was kind of giving up part of myself to Mm -hmm. to you know literally split my time between school and music because all i wanted to do was music really Mm -hmm. so i I made the decision to not go to school so on the first day i dropped out of csun and i didn't go and then i just continued with 5a and this is when i was maybe a year into five no no not even a year this is when i just started 5a okay so it's like, do I do 5A or do I go to school and do 5A at the same time and not really know if I can do this, you know? So yeah. it was in that kind of situation.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> when you told your, when you broke the news to your mom oh, about, hey, mom, I, I'm not going. I s- dropped out of school. Yeah, on and my I made day. that decision too. So it was like <laughs> how, did, how did she react and what? How did you explain that? to her? It was her? really tough,
0: man. But you know what? It, it wasn't as bad as I thought that she would take it. Like I thought she'd really beat me or something. Like really, <laughs> like I, she's gonna beat my ass. Like yeah. she didn't beat my, she didn't beat me since I was like a kid, but. I was I was like this is a moment where right. you get a beat down yeah, even is, if you're like a grown man to the beat down yeah <laughs> you almost know it's coming yeah. so uh but that didn't happen she actually uh sat down and talked to me and yeah i just kind of explained to her why i wanted to be an artist and i guess to try to explain to her where my heart was at yeah because i really felt like i could do it and, and i kept telling people like i almost feel like god's making me do this <clears throat> or like i have a calling to do this or yeah. to be this person and so I I told her that, and it's for some weird reason she understood. So that wow. even that pushed me even more to believe that maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because yeah. like for there's a lot of stories and a lot of people who have different um, approaches to how they do things. But in my story, it's I almost feel like there has there has been no pushback. Yeah. yeah. There have been obstacles, but all of them all of those obstacles have been easily you know. Um, just deterred it's just it 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 never existed in the first place because every time that those obstacles existed and i put my mind to putting those hours into make sure that i don't mess up and make sure that i know what i'm doing i usually hit it and it's okay and it's pretty good and it's like man then this opportunity where i did okay i learned and and the next time i'm gonna hit it better yeah and so really there have been no downfalls for my career so far and i'm thankful for that
1: Yeah. I think, you know, when you were talking about um, what you expected your mom or how you expected your mom to Mm -hmm, react mm -hmm. and the fact that she didn't react in that way, Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine there's probably because you were already showing um, signs of a grind towards pursuing that career as as an artist because it wasn't like one day out of the blue, your mom was like, wait, I didn't know you did music. You right. know what I mean? You're right. already kind of like going down into that path. It, yeah, that's true. Um, so I would imagine after you said, I'm not going to do the schooling thing, but right. I'm going to devote as much time as I would have devoted to school into music, into music yeah. right? So um, immediately, did you just start like, going to the studio every day and like what what was that process like with right. with Peter shout out Mr. Rocks, mm, Mr. Rocks. <clears throat> um but yeah like in terms of how he decided he wanted to produce you yeah. and kind of shape your career path um okay. what was that initial grind phase like it's Like I'm not in school now my school is this mm. now how, what did that look like for you
0: man that's such a good question honestly because I think um there there aren't too many artists now who do uh development and go through like years of training before they even want to think about becoming famous. Because for me, I think and you were there for like what the, like the longest times being my dance mentor and yeah. like you know, being there to watch me grow as a performer, as a songwriter, whatever. Um I think it all started with the little things, like very little things, like uh even before my dance training, which started maybe two years ago with the Kinjas. Um, yeah with Pete Rocks I I developed as an artist uh, I developed my singing my songwriting um, my personality uh, how to be on camera music videos my creativity everything all of those um, subjects I had to hit but just like school we hit it as um, like a class schedule almost. Mm -hmm. so like first period would be shoot um vocal warm-ups do every day though so like you know how you have six uh, periods or whatever throughout the day during school first period yeah vocal warm-up second period and and you know at the studio we do i don't know maybe dance or like third period would be writing a song and if even if that song's not good you got to practice writing it you know like mm-hmm. uh like essay writing for sats it's yeah. like the same thing so i you know, all I knew at this point was how to go to school. Cause like, you know, coming out of high school, it's like every day you're studying. So yeah. I think the transition was kind of easy because I was so institutionalized already. I felt because, mm-hmm. like I was in school all day. And then my mom put me in like a little after-school program too, for the longest time. So I felt so institutionalized. So when I went into this 5A program development, it felt like home kind of, mm. and it was me doing not school, which I hated, but music. So it was right. like, I'm on like that spark just ignited in me. And like the more I listen to better music, the more I wanted to develop my ears and to, to listen more and to look at dance more and to see, like look at those stops and how intricate it is, but you can really break it down. Like it's almost like when I'm dancing and I watch you dance, it's like in slow motion. And like now that my understanding of dance is growing as well, I can see like sometimes what you're thinking. It's like, Oh Mm. my God, this world of this creativity and all of this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
1: I think um, what you're kind of breaking down is, you know, when you talk about like the like the institution of school, Mm. you know, like you said, there's there's periods that you have your subjects. Mm. And then from this time to this time, you go study this. And if that's not something that you really care about, you know, you can only devote so So much much attention to that, because it's like at the end of the day, you don't really care about it. But then when you can attach something and replace it with something that you're actually passionate about. Then you approach it in a much different way, mm-hmm. and you you take those hours and you find those gold nuggets that you receive, yeah. and like those things become yeah. a part of you. Where you're now, you're like you become obsessed mm-hmm. with uh, adding on to your your vocabulary yeah, your and, and your knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about that. So you, I mean, yeah, I think I met you. It's been a couple years now. That Maybe three years. Yeah, now. that we've been working together, and I've seen your development like as a mover. And I mm-hmm. think um, one of those first questions that i asked you was like what kind of artist are you trying to be you know because there are there are artists who just amazing vocalists Mm. who don't get up on stage and dance and move and then there are those who you know like the chris browns and the justin timberlakes right Right, and so how for yourself um how did you find your i guess identity in terms of the type of artist that you wanted to develop yourself into and Mm. and how did you start to kind of shape and model that
0: right dang i think that's an amazing question Mm. and a question that i think about all the time because you know how can you properly show to someone something valuable and i think something valuable comes out of genuinity and honor Mm -hmm. and and being honorable to yourself like uh so for me for the longest time i think i lacked in confidence in like That helped or that really determined how I would dance or how I would sing in front of people. And so building that confidence and being able to love yourself and to know that you are someone who belongs and that you are a different color in all these, in, in the spectrum of colors and that you are special and you're the only one who could do that. It made me really want to do more with my creativity and my passion and to want to share that more with the world. And so I think the only way to really build upon that is to really just practice and practice being yourself and practice just building valuable uh, just practice building building value in yourself and your mm-hmm. craft and mm-hmm. like what what better way to do that than to just practice and to go into it maybe 12 hours a day 14 hours a day however much it takes to do that yeah and i think that's it yeah
1: i, I think um what uh, every time i meet with you to to work i think our our sessions are um always very real and yeah. raw yeah and and i think i I've, I've even like prefaced you i was like yo dude if 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 this is going to work you just got to trust me right yeah, yeah. and and you got to listen to what i say and i'm not going to tell you to do things that are for my own good <laughs> you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and and i think um having that sort of um ability to be one vulnerable for yourself because you're the you're the guy who's trying to develop right you're the one who's trying to grow in in areas that um you may not be strong at i
0: suck really (laughs) or you know but
1: at the end of the day everybody starts at some place where they suck and then the more you put in time and and time well spent and training that's actually um intentional right then you start to grow and and i've seen your your development over the years and it's been great but so um yeah, let's talk about that that sort of ability to, you mentioned um, knowing yourself mm. and being yourself. Right. And that's a process. You can't just wake up one day and be like, cool, mm-hmm. I know how to be myself. Yeah. Because we get bombarded with all sorts of imagery and what, you know, you look out, let's say for the music industry, you'll yeah. see a Chris Brown or who have you. And like, it, it's tempting to be like, I want to be like Chris Brown, right. you know? But then you're like, I'm not Chris Brown. I'm Justin Park. You know, yeah, so, so how do you, how do you, um, sift through the comparison mm-hmm. of trying to emulate the people i mean i think it's great to have role models and it's great to look up to people you know even within the dance room people look up to the choreographers their favorite choreographers like i want to be just like so-and-so but um it's it's so it's okay and it's great to be inspired right um but how do you find your own legs and your own voice Mm. you know Mm. for that matter Mm. like for yourself
0: okay Well, I think, yeah, in discovering, yeah, like you said, um, it's a process and I'm 23 years deep in the process of trying to find out who I am. And Mm -hmm. and I don't think even a 50-year-old man knows who he is, really. Mm. And uh, I think the the process of getting to know yourself is just accepting that you do, you're not perfect and nobody is, I think. And if you tell yourself that and you're willing to work at it, then you're unstoppable. I really Mm -hmm. think that. Because... Um, I want to go back to just the dance thing. And I'm so thankful for, dude, God and you for, first and foremost, having you in my life. Because I feel like the reason why I can't even dance like today is because I was in a room training with you for like an hour, three hours mm. sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a blessing for me to be able to see you even dance. Because I think just being able to watch and sit in a room to vibe with a, a dancer and to see how they dance, man, I can remember that maybe years from now, the way you dance. And I can try to emulate that like you said you emulate your favorite dancers you're you're one of my favorite dancers so thank you man i think i think everybody starts somewhere emulating like uh in, even in artistry you have to like like even your writing sometimes it just comes out like i've heard that before and it's oh it's a chris brown line like mm-hmm. it just happens and everybody starts from somewhere like you said and emulating is the beginning and then after that years from that point 10 years later you'll find your legs and you mm-hmm. will become the artist that you are but I think that in that time, you always have to remember to try to be yourself. Maybe not try, but just remember to be yourself and knowing that it's okay. And that yeah. even if you think that you're sitting in a room where the guy across from you has so much more charisma or this, you you admire something about this person, I think that five or six other people in that room will also think the same thing about you. Yeah. So, But that's only if you're able to stay honorable to who you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, like I said, there's different colors in the rainbow and everybody is one. So that's just yeah. what it is
1: um speaking of that though um you know when you sit in a room like let's say uh with a bunch of different types of artists right right, right. um you know i think you we look at our our kind of cultural climate right now mm. and entertainment industry um it looks very different and it, it's it's we're in i feel like we're in a kind of a transitional uh place right now mm. where um in terms of, you mentioned color. I don't know yeah. if you mentioned that in terms of race or ethnicity, mm-hmm. but, I mean, let's talk about that, though, okay. because I think um, you being a, an Asian-American and artist mm-hmm. probably makes people kind of, like, scratch their head for a second. They're like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, not sure, like, what that looks like okay. or I, I, if, I, if I vibe with that. Okay. And then, um, you know, obviously once they hear you and then they kind of see the whole you know, package, then it's like, oh, okay, Mm. this this guy has something. So um, what are some of the hurdles, or if any, have you faced being uh, an Asian-American male uh, within this, like, you know, R&B music game?
0: Man, okay, this question gets me super pumped and super excited, um, which is probably the contrary of what people would, you know, feel coming into a question like this. But I feel like, man, mm, people don't know what they want until they you Know, see it until they have it right in front of them, yeah. And so, uh, the billions of people on this earth haven't seen it yet, and mm-hmm. here I am to give it to you, you know. What I'm saying, like, you didn't know you needed the iPhone until Steve Jobs came along and gave it to you, mm. but you wouldn't have believed him before. So, just like anything else, I have the confidence to, you know, I know that I've practiced so hard to be able to do this, you know, so, and I'm going to practice harder and I'm going to keep working, and there's no doubt it's going to happen. So, for me, I say, man, like, it's like race uh different races it's all like different flavors you want to flavor man i have this asian flavor i have the flavor you mm-hmm. know i have the sauce and that's it so if, if i'm able to just connect with people and connect with them with an honest heart and i want to like i think everybody's valuable so mm-hmm. if you want to come talk to me that's cool and it, you know if i'm able to share this with you and you like it and you accept it that's amazing and that's awesome you know so you know if there's a piece of advice that i can give to kids who look like me or whatever and you know just keep going. Just keep working hard. And don't even let uh, your color be, you know, a limitation on you because it's not. It's sauce. That's what it is. And, yeah, like I said, people don't know what they want until they see it, until they have it right in front of them. And you show them that you're valuable. So just keep working. That's what it is. That's dope, man. Yeah.
1: Um, so for yourself, are you um – focused on creating your career here like Mm -hmm. here in the states Mm -hmm. absolutely because i know you've done a lot of work in asia too Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and like i would imagine there are labels and and recruits from asia that are trying to scout you over and sign you and all that Mm. like how 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 do you um how do you treat that i guess the international market and, and and being homegrown here
0: right I think everybody in the music business right now is trying to go global. That's the word, Mm -hmm. like global. And that's what's happening right now. Everything's global, even with the... uh with Instagram and uh, social media, everything's global. Like, whatever happens here in America isn't just in America anymore. You can see that in India, or you know what I'm saying? Like, the dance trends or whatever, mm-hmm. it's global. So, like, me in the same way that's packaged, I think that me as an artist, I'm global. Yeah, I can speak Korean, I can speak English, and I can learn any language. Mm-hmm. Like, if we put the time in, you can learn anything. I can learn Spanish and go to, you know, Mexico and do a show there, too. So, I'm global. Like, there's really no... um tag on who i am but mm-hmm. yes I'm, I'm trying to establish myself here in america first before i go anywhere else but you will find me in like china and korea Ch- can just china come yeah. on like <laughs> you know it's global yeah, so i think yeah. that i have to do my best to be everywhere
1: yeah, yeah that's what's up man mm-hmm um you recently dropped an album mm-hmm. places like home yes, right December, you dropped yeah. it in 2018 last year yes, sir at the end yeah. of 2018. yeah let's talk about that what 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 the i think uh, the title places like home um i'm interested how you came up with that what does that mean mm-hmm. to you
0: um so places like home if you look at the um the title of the or not the title of the album but the cover of the album it's a photo of me leaning on this um dirty old white looking van but that van was once a place where I slept and it called my home for a very short period of time. So places like home is, you know, you make it what you make it. But for me, what places like home means is, um, you know, there are a lot of places in your life. If you don't really have a place to call home physically, like I didn't as a kid, I moved from home to home, from house to house. And I didn't really have a place to call home or I didn't know how to in you know, being in a broken family, I didn't even know what a home felt like, really, mm-hmm. or a whole home. So for me, I found places like home in church through my friends, or what little friends I had and, you know, family and stuff like that. So, and music. Mm-hmm. So places like home is trying to, it's me trying to let people know, man, like, you don't have to have everything together for you to feel like you're okay or like you're at home. Mm-hmm. Like home can be anywhere. So. Like, find confidence in that and, you know, just be able to have comfort in yeah. your in your heart. Just knowing that home can be anywhere, even if you're not okay right now. And so that's what it is. Like, I'm just trying to uplift people and to motivate people who don't have too much right now. Yeah. Much like I did when I was a kid to to keep going and to keep working because, you know, you, you don't know where the, what the future holds. You mm. really don't. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just keep going.
1: That's dope, man. Yeah. Um. You you uh, collaborated with a couple artists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. You collaborated with Amber Lou yes, on sir. there. Mm-hmm. The XL Luber joint. Yep. It's a hot
0: track, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How was that process like working with Amber? Okay. Uh. XL Luber, by the way, is produced by Chops in Philadelphia. Um. And yeah, Amber is like my sister. She's my big sis, and we're like four deep, four years deep into our relationship, and it's growing as well. And she's, she's. Been so amazing to me and just such a good sister and for at having me on her tour as well So right after I released the uh, places like home album. I went on a uh, a little eight city tour uh, America tour with amber and bless her heart for having me as the opener because it could have been anyone else mm-hmm. But she chose me and that's God, too. So Man, yeah, so XL Uber was written in Philadelphia when I went there for the first time to do a little college show and I wrote it, and it felt like a vibe. So we hit up Amber, and Amber was super down to hop on the track. And she wrote her verse in maybe a day at the studio when we came back from the trip. And after that, we, we had this vision of wanting to make a, a little, like a studio session of, yeah. you know, us, like, vibing or whatever. So we went to the studio and recorded the music video, and that's that. It's history. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. So you
1: finished that tour out uh, last year?
0: Yeah, the end of last
1: year. Word, word. <clears> um, Let's talk about, like, your your training. Um, Yeah. You know, so you you mentioned there's the movement side, Mm -hmm. you know, you... You, you train with me, you go yeah. take classes at the dojo, yeah. and you have your vocal training. Yeah. What's like a, a daily sort of, um, or maybe even like a week look like for you in terms of how you train, what do you do physically? I know you get into the gym, yeah, yeah. all that.
0: Okay, um, well my days are actually really simple. Like almost, almost every day is the same depending on what um, I need to do content wise because mm-hmm. uh, on top of the artistry now, or yeah, on top of the music is like content and like business stuff and whatever, so. You know, I'd start my day going to the gym. The first thing I do is hit the gym, empty stomach, maybe some coffee. And then i get back maybe by like 1130, shower up, get to the studio. And then depending on the day, because now it's a lot different from what it was. Because mm-hmm. during uh, uh, my training days, I'd literally just train the same every day, do different songs and just keep training. But today it's like, you know, there's different events to go to and things you got to speak at or like a podcast like this. So mm-hmm. that, you know, more people can get to know about who I am or my music. So after that maybe you know in the morning i'd come to something an interview small interview or a podcast or maybe a photo shoot and then for sure vocal warm-ups every morning maybe hit that around like one o'clock mm-hmm. and then after vocal warm-ups um we might have to sing something for instagram do that or write a song that we need to get for like my next mixtape coming up in mm-hmm. october or it yeah in october and um probably after that i dance for maybe a a class or three at the dojo because three mm-hmm. is the max amount of mm-hmm. classes you guys have so mm-hmm. like a class or three depending on what i need to do that night which might be riding more at around like seven o'clock and then after that maybe practice for a set because mm-hmm. uh we have a tour coming up in october too shout out for that yeah yeah we're always just grinding man every day's super full and i'd probably get home at like 11 or 12 o'clock just to knock out yeah that's so dope, it's man. pretty
1: crazy this show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjes.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at Kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kin Brand. <laughs> how do you how do you develop uh, that regimen? Is it something that you've created for yourself? Mm-hmm. Or do you have coaches mentors that kind of help you develop your
0: programs right okay well i've had a lot of mentors for a lot of things so for my vocal my vocal side i have cliff beach peter daly i have rob robert rab and for my dance side i have you ellen and the whole kinjas dojo Mm -hmm. to just you know practice so i think it's it's me uh just knowing and understanding my body how i work because sometimes i'm just so ridiculously tired yeah and like some nights you just can't sleep well and that affects your performance so you know i'm not 100 percent all the time but i try to be and you know the past four years i've come to an understanding that sometimes i can't just go too crazy so Mm. i'll do a class or like two classes at the dojo sometimes i'll do three so i think it's just a matter of balancing and um you know, really working on your schedule as well. I think yeah. scheduling is like the worst thing for me, so I really have to think about it and sit down and go on my Google calendars, and map out what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the day. But most of the time, training is there though. Like it's yeah. the same vocal mumps, singing. Yeah. It's like the same during the day.
1: Yeah. How do you How do you deal with that? Um, that burnout though. You know, because oh, I mean, God. at the end of the day, it's tough. You man. You can have. I think everybody has you know their drive and their 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 ambition to yeah. go for it but yeah we're all human too right. you know what i mean yeah. so um for yourself how do you balance out that that yeah. drive to just go ham but then yeah. listen like you said listen to yourself to be like okay maybe i need to tone it down a yeah. little bit yeah. maybe get to bed a little bit earlier yeah. not do this like right. how do you how do you find that balance
0: i want to ask you the same question i want to see your answer too. after mm-hmm. but i think for me it's like mm, I think I think I'm very competitive in a way where like if I see someone if I was just in the studio with you the the other day then I'd I'd take that and I'd see just how hard you're working or you know even even if we talk after our session see what's going on in your life I see how hard you're working and it motivates me so I think a lot of what I see or the energy that I get is from my peers. And I'm lucky to be in the dojo every day with like amazing dancers who are dancing literally all day sometimes and to talk to them and to see, like, hey, what's up with your day? And they tell me what's what the, you know, what their schedule's like. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh crap, my schedule's not looking as mm-hmm. crazy as yours. And mm-hmm. then I try to do more the next day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I'm really feeling burned out, like, you know, I hit the gym and then I'm here at the dance and you know, I feel like I'm about to faint. Sometimes, man, I just try to tell myself to just push a little bit more, just a little more, just keep fighting for each inch, and then yeah. there's a point where you just can't anymore, and that's when you just, yeah, you, know, you die on the floor, man. Yeah, you yeah. Need some water.
1: Um, so now that you're kind of in this space of, I think 2018, mm. you dropped your album. Um, you know, you you did your tour with Amber, and I just felt like a lot of energy kind of like flowed and was just like happening for you in 2018 yeah um what's what's going on like currently with you like what are you looking forward to this year
0: right so yeah coming off of all of that energy at the end of 2018 into 2019 um I think it was a great moment for me to assess like dang what just happened because um after the tour I just felt so drained, got so tired. I've never done an eight eight city back to back thing like that, you know. Um, you know, do the show end at maybe like one o'clock, two o'clock, and then get to the hotel by like like two AM, right? And mm-hmm. then fly out at four AM to the to the next city yeah. and sit in that uncomfortable plane for a couple hours and then hit the show maybe at twelve yeah, like twelve PM that mm-hmm. day. So it's like, oh God, that was really tough for me. And I got to see like what my life's gonna be all about in the future, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I hear about you guys going to China and all these places and being on the plane and just being ridiculously tired, right? On top of all your rehearsals. Yeah. So now that I see the reality of what I'm walking into, you know, I'm just preparing myself, I think, inside my heart, um, with the maturity, uh, the strength and just the wisdom to carry me through those hard times because mm-hmm. I know they're gonna be there so man i'm just prepping myself and i'm writing a lot and i have a new mixtape project a small mixtape project and maybe a b-sides project for all the songs that didn't make it onto my album so Mm -hmm. like two things that might be coming out soon i have a music video dropping soon that's already done and a new remix music video that's going to be shot this week Mm -hmm. with maybe you in it we got to talk to you about that after but yeah we're gonna shoot those and then maybe a tour in october with amber on the low um yeah so like a lot of things coming up and i recently had a smart water ad that that i did that i was super proud of and i just can't believe i got that and like uh maybe a disney thing coming up but we'll see we'll see just at the audition grinding man you're grinding yeah yeah. that's
1: what's up dude um what do you do for just your times to kind of like decompress you know like after Mm. you're done working right is it, is it just work nonstop or what do you do to kind of chill out?
0: Yeah, um, well, I, I do try to take my mind off of music because I'm literally listening to music all day. It's in the background or it's in my ear. So um, I think sometimes I'd go home and try to spend some time alone because I'm always with people. At yeah. the studio, there's always like five people or the dojo, there's like 30 people. So mm-hmm. I never really get to spend time on my own or just in my head. Yeah, because I like to th- I like to think a lot. So I go home and I'm in my room by myself. Maybe play some games, I don't know, which I just started recently. I started playing this game called Apex Legends. I don't know if oh, you Oh yeah, heard that. of it. You know it. that? I've you know heard that Mike Powell? He's like <laughs> he's like, oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing that and I'm pretty good actually at it. That made me want to do like a Twitch stream, okay. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I have it, but i I was thinking about it. So yeah, that or like maybe just spending time with friends or just be away from what I do yeah. all day sometimes. I know there are people who can work all day like you, but I can't do that. Nah, I so. can't do that either, bro. it yeah. <laughs> seems like yeah. it though.
1: Well, I think that that you you mentioned something interesting when, um, you know, people say that you you know find a job that you love and yeah. never work a day in your life, right? right. And I think um, that whole concept. I mean, and not everybody um, has the 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 privilege of being able to do that. So yeah, I, yeah. I think if you find that, you know, take it as a blessing. But yes. I think. Um, I think with anybody, and I, I talk to a lot of people who do, you know, all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be in the arts or whether it be in just business. But I think the the common thing that I see in a lot of people is that they're they're passionate about it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think if you can find that balance between um, feeding all the things that you do, you kinda like put things into your life. Yeah. And if, if all of that can somehow feed the passion that you that you have, like for instance you know, we're doing a podcast, but I'm a dancer. Yeah. It's like, what does this have to do with that? But this right. is feeding into um, my, I, in terms of mindset and Hell being able yeah. to talk to people. Hell yeah. that's so I think you know, just that's why I love talking to people who are outside of uh, our industry. Yeah, because it's like you know, I get to see like, what do you do to get like get inspired, sure. or how do you you know unwind, or yeah. what do you do to feed your brain, right. and you know what I'm saying? I right. think it's really important to to uh, exchange you yes. know what i'm saying so yes. that's that's really dope man perspective um man. absolutely um for yourself though in terms of you know your goals as um an artist do you have a uh, a type of goal that you're trying to get to it, mm. whether it be inspire a generation that is up and coming yeah. or you know what i'm saying like what are what are some of the the things that motivate you to pursue this career
0: okay um well, there's a lot of things I think <clears throat> one thing that I definitely want to achieve as you know while I'm alive is to kind of unify the world which is yeah cliche yeah whatever but um I I really want to bring people together and I think that's what music is at the end of the day right you you know to really enjoy music you need like thousands of people there with you to create this vibe like Coachella like why do people love these music venues so much and it's for reasons to mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. And so like I feel like if you're an artist and you're not you're not doing this to share something it, I don't know maybe you're just different from me but my perspective on how I should approach music is to share something mm-hmm. and I come from a background that's really uh it was it was really tough for me you know growing up so kids who have similar situations I, I think I'd re- really wish to you know, give them a helping hand and to really encourage, I think, for my mm-hmm. overall goal is to just motivate people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think one day for me, I want to create a, you know, a record label for myself or, you know, to be the head of 5A, like a, a 10 years from now, 5A yeah. type deal and to train kids who are, you know, coming out of high school and going into college, maybe even not being able to go to college, you know, kids like that who have a dream and to be able to shelter them and to, to motivate their dreams, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to be that guy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good um what would you say for yourself uh along the lines of that um how would you define success for yourself i mean i know, I know you're 23 yeah so it's not like you've been in this game for a crazy long time but mm-hmm. i think you have these goals like you're know, talking about future and all that Definitely. so how how would you um define success and and how how do you hope to attain that
0: okay uh, well, the materialistic side of me says that, yeah, success comes with lots of fans or like a lot of huge viewership or whatever, obviously. But I think success for me is hmm, just being able to create good content, meaningful content, I think. And when I say this, I'm talking about, you know, good music like Tupac Changes or like Michael Jackson. Um, what do you call it? Black or white or like music that has a, a message, you know? And there's really not too many songs these days, even along those lines. Like, you know, a song called it if you know about it. It's a <laughs> song about cheating, man. And it, mm-hmm. it's a song that I just can't relate to, mm-hmm. really. So I don't really play the song, though it is catchy. You know, stuff like that. And when I see songs like Break Up With Your Ex, man, it's a good song. It's catchy, but it just hurts my soul a little bit mm. to have little 13-year-olds saying, like, break up with their ex and stuff. I want to get with your man. I guess it's messed up, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. So I want to make real lyrics. And, you know, though my lyrics aren't all great, you know, it's... At the end of the day, I feel like there's something positive about it. Mm -hmm. There's something uplifting about my song. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to continue with that and to build on that and to try to unify the world with that, man. That's dope, man. I think that's
1: very... um responsible of you as as an artist for and sure. i think um you know you 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 have a growing like a uh, fan base mm-hmm. and, a, and a growing audience right yeah, now and i think base, yeah. you're you're at a time where um you're starting to bubble up and i think this is an exciting time you know Definitely. and for you to have the mentality now to know that if you have a platform and you have a voice that people are listening to yeah. and they're looking at yeah. the moves that you make yeah and the decisions that you're choosing to, you know, pursue right. in your career, um, all of that, man, is, uh, is you're going to be held accountable to it. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and at, this, at the end of the day, though, you're, you're also human. So mm. I think, um, you know, yeah, you got to embrace your humanness. And sure. sometimes, you know, you're going to make mistakes, too, and, and you're going to have to, uh, you know, figure out how to bounce back from those things. Yeah. But I think already yeah. having the mentality of, like, using... You know, from your lyrical content to yeah. be uplifting versus things yes. that you feel like, I don't I don't want to promote that because right. I'm not about that life. Exactly. You know? I think being, being true really to yourself more. at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. That's what's up, yeah. man. Um, Want to do a quick little lightning <laughs> session with you? Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I love Fire off some questions. You got to mm-hmm. come off top.
0: You got to hydrate for this.
1: Hydrate. Clear that throat. Mm. Here we go. <clears throat> lightning in three, two, one. Favorite artist of all time?
0: Uh, Michael Jackson.
1: Nice. Favorite food?
0: uh, Poo, Korean barbecue.
1: Do you have a hidden talent?
0: I'm just weird, bro. (laughs) Your hidden talent is weird. I'm just weird, yeah. I'm a freak.
1: I love it. Um, Favorite uh, collaboration that you've uh, been able
0: to be a part of? That's so messed up. That's a messed up question. Uh, Freak. Oh, my God. Don't kill me. All right, I'm gonna say Andrew Garcia. That was sick. that okay, was really yeah, sick. that was, this, that that was, that was, really was a sick. nice one, man. I nice love one. Andrew Garcia. He's Hell such a yeah. sick
1: dude. Uh, what was your most memorable performance?
0: Dang. Okay, it, this my favorite performance is the one where you came up to me in L.A. after the uh, so after during the tour with Amber. Yeah. Uh, the second to last stop was in L.A. and you were there. Yeah, everyone was there. Like everyone I knew was there, and I had just. But like messed up my leg and i was downstairs you're like justin this is the best show you ever put on i was like really yeah. dang dang when you said that to me something in my heart just like blew up so oh, that yeah. was one of my best shows yeah that was a great one man thank you i man. felt it shoot felt it oh in my heart, bro. go back to that moment yeah
1: well I'm well on that, on that note what was your most embarrassing moment <laughs> from a performance oh from a performance
0: yeah. oh god jesus probably like my first or second performance here in K-Town, man. Yeah, there's like 15 people in the park, uh, MacArthur Park, there yeah. are like 15 people there. And this is when I thought, man, I got the shit, man. Yeah. Like I really knew something, but I didn't. Uh-huh. I went up on stage just looking funny. And this video is on YouTube and I'm trying to get it deleted, but <laughs> it, that's my worst performance ever. I hey. just sound like terrible. Hey, but
1: see, those are the things that you grow from, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so that's good. You that's taught good. me that, man. Hey, that's what's up. Um, a dream collab scenario, who would you love to work with?
0: Man, Chris Brown, honestly, he's like one of my pr- favorite artists. Yeah. And you can probably just tell by listening to my music, there's a little bit of that similarity, but yeah, these I take from and yeah. learn from Chris Brown. Yeah.
1: Chris Brown's a, he's he's a goat, man. I he's don't dope. care what people say. He's I dope. believe he's a goat. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could have a superpower, what yeah. would it be?
0: Uh, man, probably super strength or something.
1: Superhuman strength. Yeah, super All strength. Right. That's what's up finish this thought i wish i had focused more on this
0: Ooh, focus more on this uh, probably fighting through the hard times or mm-hmm. fighting with myself through the hard times making the right decision uh, especially when it comes to training it's like you know those days when you're like i could have maybe rehearsed for this show like another hour mm-hmm. or like i could have really uh you know, like the re- whole recording thing that you tell me to do. There's just so many things you can do to make your practice better. Mm-hmm. I think making the decision, the choice to make your practice better, or mm-hmm. as on point as it should be, because you know that if it's on point or not. Yeah. Sometimes I just get lazy and I don't do that. I I wish I could have fixed that.
1: Yeah. Word. Okay. Uh, what is your worst fear?
0: Ghosts, man. Ghosts. And ghosts. Demons. Ghosts and <laughs> demons, bro. But above anything, ghosts and demons. Ghosts and demons. Yeah. That's real. that's real
1: stuff, yeah. man um dream stage what what Ooh. like venue or country or show would you just love to step on and, and rock
0: one time maybe like uh so i saw kendrick lamar at staples center uh, mm-hmm. maybe t- a year or two ago and i wanted to i want to do staples center because i'm from la and yeah. i always pass by the staples center thinking man how would it feel to just to just have that stadium packed out for me mm-hmm. you know and I've been on that stage, man, for the Clippers games, for uh, the national anthem and halftime show. Yeah. You me for that, yeah. And I think having the little taste of that, you know, I think it'll prepare me for maybe one day when I do do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's possible, man. Yeah, yeah. stuff. Put it out there, bro. For sure. Put it out there. Um, less of, more of. Uh, what in the world would you want to see less of, and on the flip side, more of?
0: Wow. Um. For sure, less hatred. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to say that. Less hatred or less judgment, I think. That's what it is. And I think more patience. More patience, more patience. because, you know, if you have more patience with people, it, it gives you time to develop your perspective mm-hmm. because I think sometimes we think too fast. We, we're we not uh, thinking in the right way. So when we do pass judgment on people, it's not coming from the right place. I think it's a place of arrogance. Mm-hmm. So for us to have more patience, I think that's an amazing thing.
1: Mm, yeah. that's good what is your golden rule your life mantra uh,
0: I think to never shy away from yeah don't ever shy away from your fears mm. uh, I I think one thing that yeah always helps me through tough times is this little clip from Facebook and Instagram is a video of um, I don't know who it is but it's that you know that video where he's like you have to jump or like the you know the parachute thing mm-hmm. it's like I don't know the exact metaf- uh, the exact story, but it's this guy telling you, like, if you don't, I don't know, if you don't jump off the plane or whatever and, like, with the parachute, you don't know if it's working or whatever. It's like, if you don't make that jump, you don't know if you're going to land or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, if you if you never make that jump, if you don't face your fears, and you, you're never really going to know what you can accomplish or what mm-hmm. could have been for you. And so, for me, I think I'm all about that because the more that I live my life, I see that there... Are huge obstacles and there there are like moments where it's like you can make a choice to decide where your life is gonna go and in Mm -hmm. those moments if you shy away from your fears you're literally cutting off yourself from you know what you could be and I think that's one thing that I want to share with everyone because it means so much to me and Will Smith says this all the time because if you listen to his stories and uh, there was this video on his Instagram a long time ago just about his life and how he became Will Smith the Will Smith that we know yeah. and he was in a room with Quincy Jones and you know at this point he was at this time of his life he, he really felt like a loser like he was at his girlfriend's house on the couch like not doing anything and he was an actor and there was this moment when Quincy Jones hit him up and said hey do you want to play this part for the fresh prince mm-hmm. and he's like oh maybe 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 next week man i don't know if i'm ready for this mm-hmm. right now and he was scared he was this fear in his heart that told him he couldn't do it at that moment But he did it. He decided to do it anyways. He jumped and he got the part and he is the Will Smith that we know now, Mm -hmm. you know, and he says, man, if I hadn't made that decision, I I don't know who I'd be today. Mm -hmm. So for me, too, if I hadn't made the decision to drop out of school and to continue music, I don't know if I'd be here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. Um, I think the concept of fear is um, it could do one of two things like it could if you choose to give into it Mm -hmm. and you kind of just kind of let it paralyze you in some sense, you know, like I don't want to take this step because I don't know what's on the other side. So you just sit, you just keep sitting and you just never move. Right. But on the other side of it, when you step into your fear, Mm. I think that when you, when you make the decision to step into your fear, you're doing something, you're, you're already at a heightened state in, in terms of, you're kind of ready for anything. Right. And and that like you're going from chilling because I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to not do anything. Yeah. And now you're just kind of like, whatever. Right. And then when you when you <clears throat> take that step towards it, um, you are elevating your, your senses. You're yeah. elevating your ability to respond, right. your ability to react. Yeah.
0: You're in the fire. Yeah, you're yeah. in
1: the fire. You got to figure it out. And so I think some of the best decisions that have ever been made, even in my personal life, yeah, have been when I stepped into my fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and not all the time does it do you land softly. Sometimes you fall hard. Sometimes so hard. you fall on your face. Yeah. But when you keep making practice of moving forward every time, mm. you get stronger, you learn from it. Yeah. And and like you said, you you find yourself in places that you would have never imagined. Yeah. I, I never thought I would be here. That, you that. know, but you just gotta
0: you just gotta do it, man. Mm. So that's a good one, man. Yeah. I love that. I think that's one thing that anybody who's a part of this game kind of knows. Yeah. Like that that face to face with fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I once uh, I went to this uh, Tony Robbins uh, seminar where he was saying you have to learn how to dance with fear. You know, like instead of resisting it, because if you resist it, it's never going to go away. Right. You know, because the fear exists in your own head. Yeah. You know it's what I mean. Just there. Yeah. But you have to learn how to make it work for <clears throat> you and 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 work with you. Absolutely. You know what I mean. So I like that concept of dancing with fear. Right. Um, dude, man, you, you're, you're doing a lot, you're doing a lot, and, uh, like, I've known you, like I said, yeah, it's been, what, three, about three-ish years, years, and um, I'm excited for you, man, you're doing, you're doing good things, you're, you're you're surrounding yourself with good people to, uh, to mentor you, shout out Peter, you know, like, he's, he's putting a lot of work and a lot of love and heart into you, and, and I, the way that I see you moving um, making decisions in your career yeah. and the placements that you're getting. Um, it's fun to celebrate with you, man. Thanks, you know, bro. And I'm excited for uh, the stuff that's to come. And uh, I can't wait for the, the people who don't know about Justin Park yet. Yeah, you yeah. know, they're, like you said, you're gonna give them something that they didn't realize they needed, man. Yep. And and just keep keep grinding, man. Keep Thanks, moving man. towards that. Dang. Um, yeah, what's 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 coming up? I know you mentioned you have a mixtape coming out in what October? And yeah, very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah. What else what else is going on in your world?
0: Shoot. I mean, uh, I've been doing a bunch of college tours and okay. I think we're gonna continue with that and just get as just hit as many colleges as we can, really. because mm-hmm. um, that's my demographic, you know. So just college tours. Anybody watching in college, hit us up, you know? There it is. And uh <laughs> yeah, just more shows, more yeah. writing and just typical artist stuff you know yeah, yeah. good stuff man yeah.
1: how can people follow your journey on uh, okay. social media and all that
0: um so i'm on every platform uh any social media platform justin park official or justin park on google or youtube
1: we'll yeah up with 5a we'll plug plug away baby all right all
0: right shit, sure. all right so 5a label uh we also have demi we have demi the destroyer young demi coming up in china doing huge things her music's coming out um shoot a lot of good stuff, man. <laughs> it is, man.
1: Not Follow explaining. the journey. Yes, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. Bro, thanks, thanks for, for stopping me, through and and uh, you know letting us know what's going on in your world. Absolutely, and we're looking right. forward to following the journey, man. Yeah. Looking thank for you. some good music. You know what I'm saying?
0: I got you. Promise.
1: Guys, thank you for listening. Um, yes, we are very. We're about man eight months deep into this podcast. podcast yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already. Hop on to iTunes, uh, leave us a five-star rating if you're finding this to be a valuable show for you. Um, leave us reviews, leave us comments, hit us up on IG, Kinja's podcast, Cast with the K. K. We're on Twitter, same thing. Facebook, we're there. Look us up. Um, all, all we'll ask is to, if, if you dig what we're doing here and, um, this is helping your life out in whatever way, just share it, share it with people, put it, uh, put it on your social media, tag us, tag us individually, uh, tag Kinja's podcast. And, um, I always do my best to regram and respond to every comment. We've been getting a lot of really dope comments, um, through our DMS too. So thank you guys. And it's, it's really cool to see how it's adding value to your guys' life. Um, if you are having problems finding us on whatever, we're on Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, all of it. But if you can't find it there, go to the website, kinjas.com podcast. All the episodes are on there. You can stream them directly online. Um, detailed show notes with little cool uh, Easter eggs in there. Videos and things that we talk about here on this episode um, are all in those show notes. So go there. There's a lot of goodies there. Um yeah just keep keep listening guys thank you guys for following the journey um and we appreciate y'all next time peace out peace